I kind of feel awkward having to set the boundary of like, you're not going to get what you thought you were coming over here to get because of what you saw that I posted on my Twitter or my Instagram. I could have tweeted like, oh my gosh, I haven't had dick in this long. I need dick. I don't, does not mean I want your dick. Welcome or welcome back to the Elevated Podcast hosted by Lisa Battaglia. You are joining a community of elevated empaths who embrace their duality, honor their empathic superpowers, and live consistently from their authentic soul. The Elevated Podcast tackles conversations around empathy, energy work, sexual energy, manifestation, and social and cultural insights. Thank you for tuning in to the Elevated Podcast and taking the time to nourish your roots and elevate your soul. Let's get into it. Hello, Elevation Nation. Welcome or welcome back. This is the Elevated Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa. I'm so glad that you're here. Today, we are joined by a very special guest, Brianna Alexis. I met Brie at the Shan shoot with Shan Booty. As I told you before, uh, with the podcast episode with Haley, it was just like a room full of sex positive people and it was such a great experience and I just had such great conversations with all of them and so I wanted to bring those conversations online. So Brie came on the podcast, we talked about a lot of fun things, it was really just like a chit chat with your girlfriends about sex and dating, we talked about whether you should wait 12 dates to sleep with someone. Um, We talked about dating older men. We talked about dating apps. We talked about trying new sexual interests. So it was a really fun conversation. I know that you're all going to love it. So without further ado, here is Brie. All right, Brie, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited you're here. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) Yes. Okay, so we met a couple weeks ago, gosh, a month ago now almost. Yeah. At the Shan shoot. And we were going to be on the sex strike uh, video together. And yes. then it ended up being too many people. And right. that's how we got <laughs> started talking. But I would actually like, I kind of want to start there. I would love to hear what you thought of that discussion and what you would have contributed to that discussion. Because I know that you probably had a lot of good stuff to say. After listening to the sex strike between everyone, I was like, oh my gosh, my thoughts were very completely different. And I guess it was how I took the question itself was me personally giving guys just like a boundary of, hey, I don't want to have sex just yet until after, I think I said 12 dates. And a friend of mine and I talked about it. He was like, this girl has me on a 12 date rule. And I was like, a 12 date rule? Tell me about it because... This sounds like it'd be really, really good. And he said, well, after 12 dates and like on the 12th date, we can finally have sex. And I was like, huh, that gives time to like really get to know the person maybe because I feel like after the first date, you'll know like, "Mm, do I want to go out with them again? And then kind of just see like where the chemistry flows. And so when I thought about sex strike, I'm like, I just want guys to take me seriously in my personal experience. So many guys have been like, oh, I just don't take you serious. I'm like, why? Is it because I like crack a lot of jokes or just like, what is it? And the fact that I have a YouTube channel in relation to sex and I love just talking about sex. I love having sex, but I just don't want to always jump into sex. 
I want you to get to know me so that you know I'm the real deal. I'm serious about my intentions and like where I want this relationship to go. I don't like to just date someone knowing that, oh, I don't want to be with them in the future. I want to know that I can be with that person in the future. So that's kind of how I took the question <laughs> for the sex right. My own personal 12 date rule. I kind of want to try it. That way, like you actually take me out. You don't just come over to the house and we hang out and end up fooling around. Like, let's go out and do something. So would you say that you're kind of in that process, you're reserving sex for when you feel emotionally connected to someone or is it just like 12 dates and maybe what if you get to that 12th date and you're still not totally sure? You know, I'm going off right now, present full emotion. Like if I am attracted, I have not started this 12 date role. The last hookup I had was just like, we went out on a date and we hooked up. So I can't even say that I'm in that era or doing that, but I think emotional is very big for me. I have dated someone where it just so happened we went on dates all the time and did not have sex until three months like into dating. And I still was, I was attracted to him, emotionally attracted, I wouldn't say 100%. And physically it was like 50%. So when we finally had sex, it wasn't what I thought it would be. And I ghosted him. <laughs> so when I think about it now, I'm like, ah, I want to jump in because get that part out of the way. I'm always like kind of back and forth between it. Right. But I'm also very cautious of just everything that's out there and just all the things that could happen if I have this one night of fun you know, and not even knowing this person. So I go back and forth in my brain. <laughs> Very yeah. like, I have Brie with the angel on this side and then the devil on this side. Like, I just don't know what I want to do. Yeah. I, and I think that's like what was so interesting about that conversation. That was kind of my point. I don't know if it came across that way, but it's like, if we limit ourselves either way and say like, I have to go on 12 dates or I have to you know, have sex with someone in the first three dates to figure it out. I feel like limiting yourself puts yeah. these restrictions on you that aren't necessary. Right. Because we're all sexual beings. We're all going to feel something. Like I hate being on a date sometimes and my vagina's wet. And in my head, I'm just like, girl, stop. Like you're not even into him. <laughs> not even yet. It's the liquor. <laughs> and so there have been times where, you know, I'm laying up with a guy and he's just like, damn, like you're wet. I'm like, but my mind is not there yet. <laughs> she is doing her own thing. She's like ready. I said, don't listen to her because she's wrong. <laughs> so listen to her. <laughs> oh my gosh. It happens way too often. So oh my gosh. I'm like, maybe it's my food. It's something. Cause Homegirl's ready. She's always Home ready. Homegirl's ready. <laughs> She's ready to go. Well, what's like? What's the climate of your dating life right now? Uh, okay, so I was dating someone for eight months seriously. Left him right before Thanksgiving of last year. And that was, oh, hell. It ended very nasty. And so, and I typically like to keep at least a good solid relationship. It doesn't have to be solid, but solid enough to where I could still call you and see how you're doing. But um, 
soon after him, I just kind of needed space and just like uh, time to myself. And I felt very great. I still feel great, but I've gone back into the dating app. So like you kind of said, I am after nine months, eight, nine months, I'm back on the dating app. I'm banned from Hinge. I don't know why. So I won't even get into that. But like, I'm on Bumble, which is fine because I like to shoot my shots. So I'm, I've been on Bumble. I've only been on one date so far with the guy I recently met on Bumble. The only thing is my job requires me to travel a lot. So I meet, I interact with guys from all over and they're just like, I see your location going from here to here to here. Like, where are you? And I'm like, sorry. And it's just really like, it's difficult. I typically date guys outside of my state, but not everyone can do that. And also I don't want to just travel to go see someone at first meet. Um, cause I just, I don't know. And I recently, I did go on a date in December. I decided to just take matters into my own hands. We met through a mutual friend, had never met in person, flew to another city, took him on a date. Like we had a grand time, but I think his thoughts were like, oh, she's a sugar mama type. And I'm not, I'm not paying for a man all the time, unless you're my man. Um, but I'm kind of just, I don't know. I think at this moment, I don't know what I want. I thought I did. I have it written down, but I don't think this is my season to settle back down with someone and deal with someone else's emotions. And I miss having that one person, one partner, but just for the sex purposes. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I don't want to yeah. fall into like just having multiple partners when I could just have one good one. But when it comes to dating, I'm all over the place openly dating and I have someone now, I'm like, I might go see him on Friday. He's in Miami, but we'll see. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's all so, over the place. Yeah, well, that's so interesting that you you travel a lot and that you're kind of willing to have like longer distance kind of relationships and stuff. I thought I related a lot to what you said about um, you do want that one person, but you're also not really sure you want them for the sex purposes and all that stuff. So I it's funny because I told you before we started recording that I wanted to talk about dating apps because I like just went back on them a few weeks ago in this like manic state. I was ovulating. I was like, I need testosterone in my space right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so nice to be around a man some like more than girlfriends. Like you need yeah. that. Yeah. I need like the balance. I need like yeah. testosterone and like masculine energy in my space sometimes. But do you feel like, I want to just get like a broad answer to the question that we'll dig in on it more. Do you think that if you're single, you should be on the dating apps? Uh, if you're single, should you be on the dating apps? Not necessarily. Um, only because it's so easy to get catfish scammed on the dating app. And I think in person is where it's at. Like, a hundred percent. You get the energy of the person. You can look in directly into this person's eyes and know if they're like an honest person or not, you know? Um, and I also feel uh, when you're single, you might just need to work on yourself and not even be on the dating app because you'll end up finding like talking to all these different people 
And then you're still going to be stuck with like not knowing what you want. Typically, I feel most people are single because they don't know what they want. That might be a high percentage. And another is just they know what they want, but they're finding people who are not on the same page as they are and clearly other singles who don't know what they want. Or uh, they come on too strong. <laughs> I think mm -hmm. there are some single people who just come on too strong. They want it so bad, maybe, or maybe they're just, you know, and not everyone can handle that. I've actually dealing with someone right now that comes on so strong and I'm like, whoa, because I don't know where my head is at on the dating. I get to spend a hot girl summer now because last year I didn't have that. And I want to go have fun. And you showering me with all this extra love that I know I need, I know I want, but I don't want it right now. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but I don't think single people have to be on the dating app at yeah. all. Well, it's like, I go, I mean, I'm sure everybody can relate to this. Like I go back and forth and whether I think it's a good idea, it's for me to be on these apps. And I went off of them for nine months only because I didn't feel like they were working for me. And I can't like really say that I've ever had a really positive like hinge experience or bumble like by mm -hmm. going and meeting somebody in real life. Like I've never really had that one really great experience. So I'm yeah. curious if you have had positive experiences on the apps or negative ones and what your kind of take is on that for you personally. Yeah. So I haven't had anything long-term uh, but long-term fuck buddy <laughs> that has come from the app, which I feel like it sucks to say, but I did meet one guy. I brag about him all the time. And if he will like, listen to this, he'll be like, she's talking about me because, um, he took me out on the best date I've ever been on in my entire life. Like, I know I dated a guy for eight months and I've had relationships, but never a date like this. It was, um, it was really great. He had everything planned out. And I think that's one thing I look for in a man is just to take initiative and be a gentleman. And he just had everything. I didn't even have to think about anything. Everything was together. And at the very end of the night, I went back to his place and it was around the holiday times. And so his job had like gingerbread houses and all this crap they just sent him home with. And they're like, you know, just take it. And so we decorated cookies and gingerbread houses together and I just thought that was so cute but again I was drunk too but it was very like oh my gosh this has just been the best like we went to dinner to this nice steakhouse and he had plans for this speakeasy um that was so nice elegant looking but also a little raunchy but a good vibe overall and his energy was really great and uh we did have sex that night which it was great. And since then we have been in contact, but just like as friends and I meet, I get a lot of friendships at the dating app, which is, I'm like, this sucks, but you're a good person. Like, I'm glad I could meet a good, decent person. Now I have one of my closest friends just officially became official with her boyfriend who she met on Hinge. Mm -hmm. And 
I mean, I remember this was a year ago. Um, she's like, oh, I want to do this. So I want to do that. And he listens very well. He's like, hey, I scheduled this for this day. Like, we're doing this if you're available. And it's been that since day one. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, she's very lazy. She'll tell you, like, I'm so lazy. I don't want to plan anything. He does everything. The reservations, the planning, the dates. He takes on the date, like, two, three times a week. And I'm like, he is the full package of husband. Like, there has not been a red flag I've seen yet. Wow. And... Um, I have another friend who soon they'll be getting engaged, like hmm. from Hinge. So yeah, people are having good experiences. I'm like, I'm just making friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's interesting that you say that. Cause I feel like there are so many people that I've heard like a friend of a friend who had a lot of success on it. And yeah. I, I think I'm really bad at being like, okay, I had one not that great date. It wasn't horrible, but like, it wasn't what I want. It's not working for me. I should turn off all the apps. I like, I get very black and white with it when I don't think that's the right way to go about it. I think it's like, okay, what can I take from that date that was positive and continue looking? Cause it's not going to be like a one and done easy search for me. It's definitely Um, not easy. (laughs) Yeah. So I feel like I mean, that's so interesting that you kind of say that you had this like really fantastic dating experience. And I, what I related to so much was with your friend too, that you like somebody who takes initiative, makes this plan, mm. who's listening, who's like, who takes the initiative and shows that yeah. they're kind of invested in making somewhat of a little bit of an effort in the beginning. Right. And I that's... think I've run into that, like not being... Uh, I've run into people not really like taking initiative to make a date and kind of taking in that like masculine energy as opposed to the feminine. Yes. I'm thinking, and I'm like, you know, there was this one guy that sent me so many messages and he was like, I want to see you. I want to hang out. I'm like, okay, like here's my availability. And we're online. Of course, like I've never met him. So um, he like ghosted out of nowhere. And then later messaged me again. He was like, I want to take you out. And I said, really? Because you wanted to take me out like two, three months ago. And like, I have not heard from you since. And I told him that. And he said, well, yeah, like, no, I'm interested. I'm like, okay, so what are we doing here? And at that point, I'm just, I'm already over it. Because you showed me then that you weren't about anything And so now I'm not going to really change my mind. You've left that bad taste in my mouth. So I don't know. Are we ever going to hang out? No. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I, I, I have experienced that too, where they just kind of come back after two to three months and you're like, well, you know what? You kind of put a bad taste in my mouth. And yeah. What makes you think I want to go out? (laughs) Yeah. And that gets to the, this point that you and I were talking about with a couple other people at that shoot about like the quote unquote, what's wrong with men. And uh, I remember us talking about like how older men weren't necessarily better. Yeah, terrible. (laughs) I mean, my ex is 52, okay? He lied about his age in the beginning. And then, which is so annoying because we celebrated his birthday. Like we celebrated a fake age. Um, They're no better, but I have uh, noticed most older men 
do put their like best foot forward. Um, it's like a, I feel like, and most older men have children. So I think it's kind of like the security and like father-ish feel that they'll just put off where they're like, I have to take care of this woman. And I mean, my ex, how he got me really was the tattoo. I saw him like from across the room and I saw his tattoo peeking from his shirt. And I was like, I'm obsessed with tattoos, but like long story short, he approaches me. We exchange information. He's not from my state. And the next day he texted me in the morning and said, Hey, I just made it to the airport and I'm flying out for a work meeting. I don't even live here, but I really want to take you out on a date. He goes, are you free today? And I was like, I am. But I mean, when do you get in town next? And he's like, I will rebook this flight and just take you out if you're willing to go out with me tonight. And he did. He canceled his flight and he had already dropped off his rental car, you know, checked out of his hotel. He rebooked his hotel, Ubered back to the city. And I met up with him that night and he he was like, you know, do you like Italian? Do you like this and that? He found a place to take me to. He got a bottle of wine and he's just like, let's have a great time. And it was, it was fun. It wasn't like my favorite date from the hinge guy, but it was a great time. And like I said, he really showed his effort. And I actually am talking now to an older man again. And I have not met him, met him on a dating app. He lives in Miami and he sent me flowers yesterday. Yeah. I don't even, you know, I don't even, you don't even know me, but at the end of the day, you're showing me how much you want to get to know me and like putting in that effort. Guys my age aren't doing that. I'm 27. <laughs> Some of them maybe, but it's like a handful. So. Right. Cause it's so funny. I got into this conversation with my, one of my guy friends and I was starting to talk to this like 42 year old, I'm 28. And he was like at my school. And so it was like a natural meeting, but he turned out to be kind of like a psycho and like went ape on me. And I was like, you are 42. You shouldn't be acting like this. (laughs) Yes. But my ex, I, even though the meet was good later, I realized how, psycho fucking psycho he was yeah (laughs) so I think and it's like there are some men who um I feel especially talking to someone older so that generation was raised differently than how we were you know and I think ego plays into it but their emotions are like they're they're either going to be extremely vulnerable or emotional or both, but the emotional part is like skyrocket. And I think maybe just from past experiences and then some older men feeling like, oh, well, this woman, she was young and she treated me this way. And now like they're seeing that reflection in you kind of, it's really odd. Like my ex used to always say, oh, I've been used in the past. And he was, very insecure. And I'm like, dude, I I feel like I'm not the reason you're super insecure, but 
I think that, I mean, at some point, like you're older too, like get over it. <laughs> it's yeah. not like you're looking young anymore. So what is it that you're insecure about? Because if I'm with you and I haven't just, you know, done anything to make you feel this way, like, what is it? Right. I've, I've spoken to someone that I think he's, he was 45 when we dated and he was super immature um, and still very like going out and being in drama. And I'm like, that's crazy. Cause a lot of the other older men I meet, they're like, no drama. Like that's on their dating profile in all caps. They do not want drama. <laughs> so they like younger women, but they don't want the drama that comes with it. But here I am a younger woman dealing with the emotional crazies that you're feeling and what the hell, you know? Right. Right. It's, <sighs> I am so, I'm always so like surprised when older men are immature in a way yeah. because you, you expect them to be somewhat more evolved or somewhat like uh, just mature in some way. Yeah. And so it's really surprising when they're not like that. But I think it's, I think what you pointed out is so interesting that they came from a gener a different generation and mm -hmm. maybe I hate for this to sound cliche, but like maybe that generation of men just hasn't done like the self work that we have yeah. just kind of implemented into our generation. Right. Um, and so we were kind of, I think we were talking at the Shan shoot a little bit about like, what can we do to like, quote unquote, empower men or like, um, kind of change the, the narrative that's going on right now where men aren't looking so great. Do you have any thoughts on right. that? You know, um, I feel like women were all, we're selfish and we change our mind a lot, a lot. Men are very, like, I don't want to say stuck in their ways. They don't change too much. Like, you can kind of know what to expect from them um, most times. Like, you know, if a guy's lying, you know he's lying for the most part. It's not like they are great cheaters or anything. But women, we change our minds so often. And back to me saying that women are selfish, um, we can be selfish in the sense of we do expect a lot from a man and have high, these high expectations, which expectations are good to have high ones, you know. Um, but I feel like we don't always use like words of affirmation. Like some, and I've, I've noticed a lot of men, they're like top three for love language is physical touch, like number one, <laughs> words of affirmation, and likely quality time, you know? And I think the more appreciation, okay, not even to say like, now I feel like this isn't off topic, it's still on topic, but how men are like dogs, they need to be pet, they need to be loved, you know, you have to give them a treat and their, ta their tail wags. Like, <laughs> they... They need that from us. And I, me personally, I'm not the best at giving words of affirmation to my partner. Me neither. Um, I just feel like they should feel confident. You know, they yes. should feel, they should tell themselves every day, like in the mirror, like I'm this, I'm that, I'm great. Like, but so many guys are so insecure. I mean, women, we're insecure too. We cry, we whatever, we'll do whatever, but we'll change, fix, whatever it may be. Guys don't really 
you know, they're not, this one guy just told me, he said, I wake up every morning. I look at myself once in the mirror. And he said, and that's just to check to make sure I have no eye boogers before I walk out the door. And he's like, guys, I don't care what we look like. He's like, women, you care. And I mean, I think if we did a better job at telling how we feel about that person, whether it's physical or like just the little things of what we like about them or that they're doing, that might hype them up just a little bit. I agree with you. I agree with you a lot because I do think that at least in the climate of society right now, I think that women do have high expectations when there's, but there's nothing wrong with that. But I think that um, men don't necessarily know when to make that move and Mm -hmm. they're afraid of getting rejected, which is understandable. And especially if they're in that masculine role and we want them to be in that masculine role and taking the initiative and asking us out and um, just making that first move, we kind of have to give them a sign to do that. And I think words of affirmation are a really great way of doing that, especially in the beginning, because relying on like energy or something else that's like intangible besides words of affirmation isn't really going to communicate that to them that well. Yeah. Yes. So (laughs) some men, they have told me that um, it becomes difficult for them to know how to approach a woman because they have the women who are like, I'm the man and the woman, you know, and not allowing the femininity to come out. And it's like, if you want a guy to show you his best masculine self, you're going to have to take that step down just to embrace what he's maybe wanting to give, but you're not allowing him to, Mm -hmm. which I've found I am a very dominant woman, but I grew up around very dominant women. And my mother, she's chosen more of a beta. Like my dad is very relaxed. He lets her move however she wants to move, say whatever she wants to say, do whatever she wants to do. And I've always growing up was like, I don't want that because if I know I can walk all over you, best believe I'm going to walk all over you. And I'm a little old school. Like I want the man to be the man of the house. I want him to take care of everything I think a man should take care of. And I want to just live in my very soft girl era, like 24 seven when I'm with someone. So I think that kind of plays a role too and how guys are like, not sure how to step. Ah. Yeah. yeah, I relate to what you said about your parents because my parents are very similar and I've always kind of been like, I don't want that. But then as I'm thinking about it right now, all of my exes have kind of, they haven't been betas necessarily, but I have definitely felt that I can kind of have be the, the boss, have the upper yeah. hand, exactly. Exactly. And it hasn't worked out all that well. I don't like having that. I want to, I want it to be somewhat equal or at least have the man be more dominant. That's definitely it. I, and it's funny. I've met some men who like really want a dominant woman. I'm like, I, I'm that one. But then when it comes to the bedroom, I'm like, 
I don't want to whip you. Why are you asking me to whip you? And it's like, uh, then I'm just, then I'm just kind of like, this isn't going to work. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. So uh, let's talk about that. Let's talk about sex and maybe power dynamics and sex. What okay. is something Ooh. that you prefer? And it, does that kind of correlate to what you prefer in the dating realm too? Oh, um, yeah, I, I think I'm probably, I like the man to take charge and then I like him to also take charge in the bedroom. I want to have a moment where, you know, I'm on top or I'm doing a little bit more work than he is, but very, very rare. <laughs> like I want him to do most of the work. Like I am lazy and like, I'm so lazy. I've had guys ask, you know, do you finger yourself? Or like, will you send me a video of yourself, you know, playing? I said, I don't do all that. I have a vibrator. She does all the work so that <laughs> I, that way I can just lay down. I am not going to go the extra mile to masturbate. Like I'm lazy. <laughs> so I have to really probably be in the mood to like have the upper um, hand, I guess, in the bedroom. But Lately, I have been super into ass play, <laughs> so I feel like that's my new kink, and um, that's all me. Like I'm doing oh it, so it's okay. So different, and my ex and I experimented, and after that, I was just like, "Oh my gosh, I love doing this. <laughs> this is yeah. so fun, and I'm so happy you're so open to it." And a guy has to be so comfortable in order to do that um because I've talked to some of my guy friends recently and they're like hell no like you're not going anywhere near my boat I'm like okay you say that now <laughs> until you maybe find the woman who's like you're like okay you can do it but this stays in the bedroom I'm like okay of course so what happens in the bedroom between you and that person like that's what's going to happen so it's not even like you have to talk about it, but you can enjoy it and not talk about it if that's yeah. how you're feeling. So I do like that role. And you know what? Sometimes I do plan dates um, and I'll take the initiative. Like I said, I took a guy out last year, December, and I planned everything, mm. but I need it reciprocated. So if we can both yeah. do it and in the bedroom, but in the bedroom, mostly him doing all work. <laughs> okay. Well, I want to talk about ass play because it's one of my favorite things to talk about because it was definitely the thing that opened the door to my sexuality in a very deeper way, in a much deeper way. I would mm -hmm. love for you to talk about like how you got started or how you got like slightly interested in it and how did you be like, okay, I want to try this. Oh, with my ex, I was already down there. <laughs> And I want to say it was a drunk night. We were pretty drunk. We got drunk a lot together, though. So, but I kept seeing a lot of memes. Like, I don't know. It's just like ass, 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 like all over the timeline. And I'm like, why am I seeing tweets and like stuff about women eating ass and guys just being like for it or not for it, okay? And so when I was down there, it's just that one drunk night, one of many drunk nights, I'm like, I want to try this. Like, let me try this. And he was just like, fuck. Yeah. Try it. Like do whatever you want. And I said, thank God. Like, and he's 50, he's 52. 
So um, I sometimes feel the older men are a little more open to it. It's very rare. I met a guy, he's a bit younger than me. He's like 25. And he was just like, you're not, you're not going anywhere near my ass. And I was like, eh, in time, it'll be nothing. <laughs> I was like, you're going to have a girl's tongue all in your ass. And <laughs> exactly, just give it, give it time. But my ex was super open-minded. He's just like, if you want to try it, go for it. And the thing is, it's like, if you think you can be all up in my ass, let me be all up in your ass. And um, now, like later, I have some, not exes, but former sexual lovers <laughs> um, who have, who are very comfortable, comfortable, like with who they are. And I mean, open to the ass play. And it, I think the confidence turns me on so much more. And I'm like, you're going to let me play in your ass. Like, it excites me because I'm like, you're just fucking owning the fact that you know it feels good and you love it, you enjoy it. So there's nothing weird about it. I, I just, I think the confidence of it all turns me on so much more. The open-mindedness, the confidence. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, I am a kid in a candy store. <laughs> and some of my friends are like, oh my gosh, Bree, but like, what if his ass is dirty? I said, have him shower. I said, if you're smelling ass, then just get in the shower. But I said, you know, I haven't had that problem, thankfully. So oh. they've been clean booty holes. So. I love that. Go yeah. them. <laughs> right. Right. Well, I think it's so interesting what you say about, like, the confidence and the open-mindedness is what turns you on yeah. about it. Because that makes a lot of sense. It's like the fact that they're willing to tr kind of try whatever with you and that they're so exactly. open to something that's kind of taboo. It yeah. is the like, turn I'm not on a pro. Point. I was yeah. like, I just tried this. So I said, I'm not a pro. If anything, I am practicing <laughs> and still trying to see like what feels good for you. Cause I'm like, you please me amazingly. Like, are you going to like this or not? If not, then we don't have to ever do it again. But I told right. a guy recently, I was like, uh, or he came over and he said, are we not going to fuck? And I'm like, do we have to fuck every time you come over here? And he was like, no, but it's been a while. And I'm like, well, I have a new kink. I'm into ass play. And I was like, are you open to having me in your ass? And he was like, what the fuck? He was like, no. I said, okay, well, then we won't fuck. And he's like, <laughs> you're fucking kidding. I said, no, I'm fucking serious. <laughs> like, if you don't want me in your ass, then I'm not having sex with you. Because that's something I want to like do, practice, play around with, and you're not down. And he was just like, I've never heard a woman tell me that she wouldn't fuck me because I won't let her in my ass. <laughs> so I was just like, oh, I mean, come back when you're ready. <laughs> Oh my God, that is so funny. You're like, come back when you're ready for me to be in your ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not ready. That's so amazing. So, well, what do you think, like, if somebody is, okay, uh, here's my question. If there's a guy out there listening, we'll get to the women in a second. If there's a guy out there who's listening to this and they're kind of interested in it because everybody's talking about how cool it is, 
and like how good it feels because it does feel amazing if there's a guy out there who's kind of interested in it but he's afraid to like bring it up to his lady or to bring it up to anyone or um how do you think they should maybe start to experiment or communicate to their partner that they want something like that oh that's tough because and someone actually just (laughs) asked me this like very similar and um I think, and let me ask this too, is the partner like not 100% open-minded, like the guy knowing his woman? Because knowing your partner, they might not be down for it. And guys do have some kinks on a lot that I feel like they, they're not going to open up unless they're talking to a woman that's just like, woohoo, you know? Right. Um, I feel it's best to just come out with it. Like, Hey, I've just been having these thoughts of like wanting to try this. It might feel good. It might not, but is this something you'd be willing to do? Like I wouldn't even try to filter like filter it or ease my way into it. Like I just want to get it out <laughs> and yeah. just that's me personally. So for a guy to not come on too strong, cause women could be like, why do you feel that way? Like you want someone in your ass. Like, I, I mean, I have, had a guy actually tell me like i need you to put a strap on and fuck me and i was like whoa like it came out of nowhere it's very blunt very direct i appreciate direct um i was not prepared for that (laughs) and (laughs) in my head i was just like trying i i guess i did want like background information like um kind of and this is someone I've never had sex with. So I'm like, why me? Um, why the strap? Like, why my face and why the strap? Like, I'm just trying to figure why out. Strap. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I get you wanting to be fucked with a strap on. But I guess I was really confused. I was just like, why me? <laughs> Out of all yeah. people, why me? So I do like some background info. Um, and that's probably what any woman would want. Like, and then if in a relationship kind of, um, along the lines of what am I not doing for you? That to where now you're wanting this from me. And this hasn't been something that we've, you know, ever considered or discussed. So, um, yeah, don't filter, just come out and say it (laughs) and see what she says. But I be prepared to like further discuss, like hit the points of why you're wanting that. I think that might be helpful when telling a woman something that you want. Hmm. That's interesting. That's that's an interesting point that you kind of wanted some background information on it and that you would want like. And I think it's because it's something I've never done. So that's another thing. Like I've never done it. And I mean, you don't know me that well, but you have this fantasy where I'm fucking you from behind with this job on. So I'm like, help me to understand why me? Mm-hmm. I think that's the overall, like why me? It, it would be different for sure. Like I said, I've never done it. It's so funny. Cause we, uh, after Shan's podcast, some of us discuss like the strap 
and a few of them were like, oh, I've done it. You have to do it. I'm just like, what? Okay. Like, and then someone else said, oh, I've never done it, but like, it has to be done. Like, I need someone open to like, allow me to do that to them. So I'm kind of just like, I don't know. Any information bringing up something new when the sex has been pretty vanilla between the two people, it, it might be just like a slight bump in the road. And yeah. um, you have to really know what your partner is like wanting. I feel sex is very important in a relationship. Some people could disagree, but I'm like, sex has to be good. For me personally, my mother, that was probably like, some advice she has given me into like going out into dating the sex better be good don't marry someone if he cannot please you and I'm wow. like period that's how I feel I'm like in order for our marriage to work too the sex would need to be phenomenal for not only me but you too but mostly me yeah so huh. okay I have questions about that I thought it was interesting what you said that like if you're kind of far down the line and you've been having vanilla sex for like years and then all of a sudden this comes up, it's like, where was this before? I think yeah. it's interesting that you said that. Do you think people should kind of be more upfront about what they're interested in? Um, and I know those things can change over time, but like, right. do you think people, how do you think people should approach somebody that they're kind of newly dating with their interests and their... Um, sexual interests or kinks? I feel like um, once it starts getting more emotionally intimate, you can kind of open up for that discussion. Um, example, my ex and I, he had come from a poly relationship, so he claims. He's, he was a liar, so. Um, but... <laughs> He had two women before me. That was like a set thing. I called them the twins. I didn't know these women, but when I referred to them, I'd be like, oh, you did this with the twins? So um, with that, we talked about that pretty early on. We moved very, very fast, which I don't typically, but he was very fast. And I had to let him know that I'm not for the poly, not about it, but I'm open to threesomes. So I said, I'm like super into men, but I'm open to allowing another female in the bedroom. If that's something that's going to turn you on. I said, I'm not, I don't like women, but if I'm drunk or if I'm just like, we're in Vegas or wherever, having a great time. If it happens, it happens. And I told him there were things like, like this, this, and that I'm not doing in the threesome. I said, for you, I'm not a jealous female. So there was actually one time I had a jealous moment, but he pissed me off and I was on my period. But aside from that, um, I told him, I said, if you want to like fuck her, if you want to eat her pussy, whatever you want to do, that's fine. I was like, I'm not really worried about it. So uh, we discussed that early on just so we kind of knew where the sex could go further down the line. Um, and things do change. Like me asking him randomly one night, popping up my head, like, hey, can I eat your ass? It's like, 
very random to do in the middle of us both being like, like, I didn't want him to go soft after that question, you know? But um, I think from that conversation early on, had that door like creaked open, like, okay, yeah, this girl might be open to whatever comes to mind. So um, I think it'll, it would help to bring it up, but not too early, too early on. Like if we haven't even kissed yet, there's no reason you should be bringing up. Can you kiss my ass? Like, not just, <laughs> not just then let us get through like the first base stage, you know? So, yeah. cause that might scare me off. Just might. Yeah. I have a, uh, the guy I mentioned early on, um, in Miami coming on too strong recently said, you know, like I said, Oh, I have a podcast coming up. Um, and he's like, Oh, send me photos. And I said, well, virtual, like you're not going to get photos. <laughs> and he said, Oh, so you're at home naked. And like already right then was just like, <laughs> what? And he's like, Oh, so like you're at home naked. Um, you're going to be in the bathtub. Like, what's this podcast about? You're talking about sex. Like, are you going to be playing with yourself in the moment? I'm like, dude. And he's trying to capture this fantasy being in Miami, you know, of me sitting on the podcast, butt ass naked. (laughs) And like his kinks are starting to come out and we have not even met, you know? Right. Right. So let us meet first. Let us kiss first. I'm a big kisser. So if I, if we kiss and it is not good, oh, we're not kissing again. Like, I'm very set on that for me. It turns me on, and that's what will lead me into further exploration of our chemistry sexually, intimately. So, yeah, don't want to come on too strong with it. (laughs) Yeah, well, I have encountered that a lot, and I think I talked about this on the podcast with Haley. I've encountered, once I kind of mentioned I'm going to do a sex, or I have a sex podcast, I talk about sex online, they're like, oh, it's time for me to send you a picture of my dick. Like, it's very yeah, intense. And I think it's yeah. so funny that he thought you were going to come on this podcast like butt-ass naked. I'm like, what is going on? I, th- there are just some things. I have um, a friend, and, I mean, he's, he tells me all the time, I'm so glad that I can just talk to you so openly about sex. And I'm like, yeah. You can tell me anything. And, um, I mean, that has now, like, gone into, I get a dick video, like, every week from him. And I'm like, okay, is this for, um, and he's from Amsterdam. And I feel like that's good to say because they have, like, the red light district, you know? So they're kinky over there. And so, um. I mean, when he sends these, this, like these videos, I'm kind of like, okay, is this what you're sending to someone? Like, are you just sending it to me to like, you know, confirm, is this a good video? But I mean, it's, he's my friend. So he doesn't come on to me too strong. I'm pretty much okay with it. I like let him know. I'm like, oh, cock ring. That's new. <laughs> Great. But I mean, like you said, telling anyone I've had, oh, so do you need practice? And I'm like, 
just because I'm talking about sex and discussing sex with others does not mean I need practice with you. <laughs> so mm. we can talk about it. But there are some guys, like you said, like, boop, here's a dick pic. Or do you want to practice what you talked about? Like, no, I'm good. Some of the things people like say and send too soon. One guy told me he found a, um, it was a bike that the seat just went up and down and he saw it on some porno. I don't know. And he's just like, yeah, it's a way for women to masturbate. Like you're on your elliptical or on, well, on your bike, not on elliptical, but he's like, and it's just, you know, go moving against your clit and turning you on. And I was like, he's like, yeah, should I buy that? I'm like, where are you going to find that? I don't even, I don't know where you can find that. And who are you buying it for? Because she's probably not ready for all that. Like she's just not. <laughs> and that's moving very fast. That's so okay. funny. Yeah, it's yeah. so interesting that they just kind of like assume that that's what you want. When mm-hmm. like, if you listened to the podcast or you listened to what I talk about, you would know that it's about so much more than that. It's not right. just like I'm out here trying to fuck you. And then exactly. I know that before we started recording, you know, you were mentioning the conversation with Haley about like the expectations that puts on you from men. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to hear if you have any thoughts on that. Yes. Um, yeah. I, so what you're saying too, like with having a YouTube channel, having podcasts, I will always know when someone has not watched or listened to something that I've shared. And when it's just like, Oh, let's ta- uh, do whatever that, you know, and I mean, I, I think Haley said she's like, I'm not great in bed or something. And I think about that. I was like, like I said earlier, I'm lazy. <laughs> so I don't know what you expected out of me, but from all this sex talk, you're going to get probably very like calm, cool, collected, like come over and hang out, but don't touch me. I mean, she might be wet, but don't touch me. So, like, this is just a hangout, and uh, that that's so hard trying to, uh, I won't even say trying, because I don't try to live up to a guy's expectations of, like, what he sees from what I've put out on my platforms, but it's, it's like they get bummed out sometimes, and expectation of wanting more, and I'm like, and then... I kind of feel awkward having to set the boundary of like, you're not going to get what you thought you were coming over here to get because of what you saw that I posted on my Twitter or my Instagram. I could have tweeted like, oh my gosh, I haven't had dick in this long. I need dick. I don't, does not mean I want your dick. I could want the dick that I had two months ago from somebody else, not yours. So even though I am a very sexual person, like I want to like, I'm, sexually open-minded, I still want to be respected in the way of, as a woman should be respected in regards to my body, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah. And I think they just, some guys just don't understand that. (laughs) They're not getting it. Right. Hmm. Yeah. It was that same 42-year-old guy who was like, you have a sex podcast, so I'm just going to like start talking to you with all these like long sexual poems (laughs) and like 
all these pictures. I'm like, if you listened to the podcast, you would know that that's like not what I want. That's not what right. I want. It's I want not... a connection first. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm interested in. And like so much of my energy is put into other things in a sexual way that like, that's not what I want. Right. And I've done that whole song and dance of like sexing and it's not really my thing. And I don't really need that. Terrible at it. Yeah. I sexing is, uh, I received the sext and he, it was so descriptive. And I was like, damn, how'd you come up with all this? And it's yeah. like, um, and the Miami guy, he sent me, um, pie emojis like recently. And I just like, I will, um, so in text, not everyone can hear my tone, but if I receive something that I'm just like, whoa, that was strong. I just like, don't respond to it. I'll respond to everything else. And I'll just like, leave it like high and dry. And he said something about cream pie. Like, I think I said, oh my gosh, like I just spent on my period and, uh, um, he goes, well, I hope you'll be off of it when you come to Miami. He's like, I love the pie, the cream pie. And he put all these pie emojis. And I'm just like, this is filthy. Like I have a dirty mind, but damn, (laughs) I didn't need it this early on. (laughs) Like if we were already fucking like great, like my man's ready to eat my pie. (laughs) Like what? But I just, mm. yeah, it's a turnoff. It's a huge turnoff when yeah. they expect what they think you're discussing and talking about on your platform. Like I'm instantly turned off. I just, I, and I talk about like, we're talking about sex a lot and I'd rather you talk to me about something else. Like, yes, this is something I'm passionate about, but I have other passions. Right. Yeah. Right. That's definitely. hundred percent. Because that's the other thing I just like would rather talk about things that I'm passionate about. Like it's one of the many things that I'm passionate about. And if you can only focus on that one thing, it just kind of shows me who you are and what you want. And I want my pussy. (laughs) Yeah. Which is like, I get it. A lot of people do, but a lot of people do. (laughs) Yeah. So you got to be special in another way. So exactly. Yeah. What sets you apart? Yeah. Where can the people find you online and how can people connect with you? Okay. So my YouTube channel is Brie Baby and it's B-R-Y-B-A-E-B. So, um, but I do have like most of my platforms with like Linktree so you can go to different outlets my instagram is real brianna alexis brianna with a y and two n's perfect and i will link all of that down below for the people is there anything that you're working on anything upcoming for you oh what am i working well you know what i just became a pilates instructor (laughs) so amazing uh Sex health is something I'm passionate about and also physical health and well-being. So that's fairly new in the sex world. I've been reaching out to a few brands. So I'd love to like work with, and I will have those on my channel with unboxings and stuff. And I just got back into my channel. I was slacking. So I'm super excited. 
I did a recent video, like you said earlier, on dating apps and just how to boost your dating profile to make it look like a fun resume, not a bore or not one that's ick. <laughs> so just to like help you out if you're having trouble. Perfect. Yes. Perfect. Well, I will link all of that down below. And thank you so much for your time and for chatting yes. with me. It was so great. I'm so thank glad we you. met at that shoot and chatted. I know. We're going to have to do like a FaceTime with like all of us because we should. We have so many good things to talk about. Like, I know. So and I, I, you know, I've never been in a room full of that many people who were so like open-minded. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love it. I, I told, I've told everyone, they're like, how was the podcast? And it, I'm just like, phenomenal. You have to yeah. be there. Like, I don't yeah. even know how it was just the energy of everyone. She chose the right people to be in that room. Like it was great. It, everyone 100%. was amazing. Yeah. Yes. I know it's a great community and I was so excited to be a part of that. So yes. Yeah. So thank you, my dear. We'll chat soon. Thank you. Yes. Thank you all for listening. My sweet elevation nation. You can find me on TikTok and Instagram at the elevated empath. Follow the links below to follow Brie and me. And I hope you feel so elevated and I'll see you next time.